Welcome to People's Church. Before we get to this week's message with Pastor Tom Murray, we want you to know that you matter to your Heavenly Father and you matter to us. People's Church is a multi-generational faith community in Salem, committed to knowing Christ and making Him known. Sunday morning worship services at our Salem campus are at 8.30, 10, and 11.30. Watch messages anytime and plan your visit at peopleschurch.com. We pray this practical biblical teaching is encouraging, challenging, and possibly even life-changing. Because you get to hear from one of our amazing staff pastors. Pastor Christina Chira has been a faithful servant in many areas of our church, serving for many, many years over the nursery and early childhood. And uh, recently, she has taken on a role that, Christina, it's been so exciting to watch how you've just thrived in this new role of uh, loving families. We have Christina as our family life pastor and what that means on Sundays is we want her to be an ambassador out there for new families and new people who are coming through our doors. So if you're a new family, I hope you've had a chance to meet Christina. If you are a regular part of the church family and you have a new family that you bring with you to church or you see a new family at church, Christina wants to meet them. God has laid a great word on her heart, so let's show our appreciation for this amazing pastor on our team by giving a great welcome this evening to Pastor Christina. Have you ever sat in the feet of Jesus? Isn't it so relieving and it's so pure and it so takes the burdens away when we sit at the feet of Jesus? And today I wanna dive in together about being aware of his presence. We come together to church on Sunday mornings, we come together on Sunday evenings, and we sit at his presence, we embrace it, we take it in, and then we go home, and Monday comes. On, in Oregon, on an Oregon gloomy day, <laughs> our car frozen, <laughs> and we have to get to school. <laughs> Right, and we might not always feel that way, right, where his presence is. Sometimes we feel that he is there, sometimes we don't. Sometimes I feel like that he's close to me, and sometimes it feels very distant. Have you ever experienced that? Well, what is going on when you feel his presence close to you? Maybe he's meeting your needs, or maybe you really had a good, strong service that Sunday. Oh, he's, I'm so close to him. Well, what happens when you don't feel close to him? What are some feelings you might be feeling? Well, maybe something is not going your way. Maybe something is missing out of your life. Or maybe you don't believe he's really working on your behalf. That happens too, right? What makes you feel the distance from the almighty God when he says that he is there with you? Look around the nature. If you go to Oregon coast, if you go to all anywhere, right? You go around, you look at the nature, you look up in the sky and you see the stars and how everything is so perfectly orchestrating and the schedule of things. And it's beyond our comprehension or to comprehend how does the human body work and all the technical things within it. We know that there is a God. 
And he is in charge. He is in control. And he is making things happen to his perfection. The Bible tells us he is all-powerful. The Bible tells us he is omnipresent, which means that he is close, he is near, he is here, and he is everywhere. A better way to say that is everywhere is in his presence. Everywhere is in his presence. God is over there. He is over there. He's behind me. He's everywhere, almighty God. He's a God of love, goodness, and mercy. He sent his one and only son to this world so that you and I can experience the genuine life of Jesus. There is no place where God does not exist. And there is no place that he is more or he is less. Psalm 139, 7 to 10 says, Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in depths, you are there. If I rise on wings, and if I settle far, far away in the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. God is not a God in the universe. The whole universe is in God. Amen? However, there are times that we don't feel his presence all the way. And sometimes they're not so tangible. But that is not due to God decreasing or increasing his, his presence. That is all our perception of him. Whether you are aware of his presence or not, he is there. In other words, our awareness of him doesn't determine where he is. Our cry to God, God, come close to me. I need to be closer to Jesus. How many times have we heard that? I need to be closer to Jesus. I, I hear that all the time. Yes, that's true, but that's the cry of our heart of being aware of his presence. Let our prayer be this, God, help me grow in awareness of your presence. Psalm 23, the Lord, he is my shepherd. You know it by heart probably. I shall not want. He makes me lay down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the path of righteousness for, him, for his name's sake. And then he says this. Maybe you can relate. Even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why is that? For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You are with me. All through the scriptures, God uses this phrase in different ways to different people. Let's start from Old Testament. Enoch, he walked with God and he was no more. Talk about oneness with God. Noah, God told him, build an ark, but I will be with you. And then for a hundred years, he didn't hear from God. 
And then God spoke again and said, gather all the animals. But God was with him. Abraham, God told Abraham, pack up your whole family and move to the country where you don't know where you're going, but I will be with you. Moses, we love Moses. Moses cried and said, God, I am not going if your prison doesn't go with me. And God was there with him through every step of the way. Let's name a few. Gideon, David, Isaiah, Jeremiah. God spoke to them and said, I will be with you. And then there was silence from Malachi to Matthew. 400 years there was silence of where God didn't speak. But then... Jesus came to this world, and apostles, and Jesus said, I will be with you to the end of the age. And then the day of Pentecostal came, and the Holy Spirit poured out his life. And, he's, and then Paul, he fought the good fight, kept up the faith, talk about oneness with Jesus. All throughout scriptures, we see that it is so evident for believers to know that God is present. What is God's desire for us? God's desire for us is that we would live in awareness of his presence. God's desire for us, for you, not just in general, but for me. God's desire for me is that I would live in awareness of his presence in my life. You can say that to yourself. God's desire is for me to live in awareness of his presence. That will change your life. It will make all the difference in the world when you know and be aware of his presence. Aware, have knowledge, known, know, be informed that he is there. He is our Lord and Savior. We have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in us, and he sealed us as a child of God. John 14, 18, it says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And that is speaking of the Holy Spirit. Matthew 28, 20 says, I am with you always to the end of the age. Jesus reveals himself to us in a personal presence to those who love and obey him through the Holy Spirit. The Spirit makes aware of his nearness of Jesus, his love, his blessings, and his help. How do we know that we are aware of his presence? How can we do a check mark? Am I aware of his presence in my life? I know I should be, but do I know that? Well, let's go over a few guide here. Here, First one is, he is continually in our thoughts. Very first thing you'll be, am I aware of his presence in my life? What, what goes through your mind Monday to Sunday? He is continually. It's like a mother who's just discovered that she is carrying a child within her. No matter what she does, her mind is always, the decisions that she's filtering through is about that baby. It's a conscious and subconscious decisions. And that is how Jesus is. We carry this holy silence within us 
that he is with us, whatever we might be doing. God knows our deepest thoughts, motives, desires, and fears. We can be assured that he plans for our care. And we cannot even begin to understand how good his plans are for us. And the biggest battle we ever fight is in our mind. That's the biggest battle we fight is in our mind. So let Jesus get hold of your mind. And you begin to guard your mind and your heart through Jesus. So first one is we continue, he is continually in our thoughts. Secondly, we continually seek his guidance. That's how we know he, we're aware of his presence is we continually seek his guidance. We make decisions all the time. Whether it's family, work, whatever situation it is, you make decisions. And when you come to that decision, what do you think to yourself? Oh, I got this. I'm good. This is peasy. Or do you say, God, give me the wisdom to handle this? What are your areas of your life that God is not interested in? Are there any? There is none. He is interested in your decisions. And he has a preference. Ask for his guidance. He is interested in your life. For example, you get an invitation. Hey, let's go there. And the Holy Spirit goes, Don't go there. Don't say that. That's the Holy Spirit speaking through you. At that time, you don't need to go and go in a secret prayer closet. <laughs> Lord, what should I do? He already gave you his direction. Because you are aware of his presence, he's speaking to you at any moment. Isaiah 58, 58:11. that says, this is really good. You should write it down. Isaiah 58, 11 says, and the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your desire in scorched places. And he will make your bones strong. Do some of you need bones strong? And you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Another evidence is we see him as our companion. We see him as a friend. The scripture t teaches us that he is present everywhere in the, universe, in the universe, everywhere. But he is also right next to me. Many times we are surrounded by people, but there are times when we're all alone driving in our cars. He is there right there. You are never alone. He's right by your side. Are you aware of his presence? A lot of people get in trouble because they're totally oblivious to his presence. And they run into a lot of mistakes. You have forgiveness in your heart? Lord, why are you not answering my prayers? Well, maybe we need to ask him why. Because he is a friend who leads us to good things. He is your good companion. Another reason is we view everything in the light of his presence. That gives me a sense of safety. Whatever is going on is going on in the presence of God. 
Whatever might be happening is happening is in presence of God. That could be good and that could be bad. But it's happening in front of him. Everything goes on in his presence because everything is in his presence. There are no secrets. There's nothing hidden from God. If I'm in trouble, I'm in trouble with God. What I mean is you're not in trouble with God, but God is with you during that trouble. If you're in trouble with God, you better apologize and get back. <laughs> you don't want to be in trouble with God. <laughs> but God is with me in those troubles. I'm in this, but I'm in this with God. Jesus is with me. And the Holy Spirit, he will comfort me, assure me, and he will guide me. Psalm 16:8 it says, because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken because he is at my, the Lord is with me. Who is more powerful than God? No one. Who is more knowledgeable than God? No one. He sees the storms before they even come. And he is already preparing me to face those storms. Psalm 33:18. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him and those who hope in his loving kindness. Because he is everywhere, and we realize that, we are continually shifting, sifting our decisions through his will. Lord, what is your will about this and that? Help me, Lord. The, when people come and say, Christina, I have a question for you. I say, oh, Lord, help me. Not casually, but really wanting to help the people. Lord, give me the wisdom that I need to be able to give the right answer, right? And people come to you for questions, with questions, especially now these days. Handling them wisely. Some things are good, and they're fine. Some things are look good, but not really good. Some things look free, but they cost a lot. God keeps us from making mistakes. Another evidence of God's awareness in our life is that he creates a hunger for his word, which is the Bible. B-I-B-L-E, yes, that's the book for me. I stand up tall on the word of God, the B-I-B-L-E, Bible. We teach that song all the way in the early, but that's such truth. That is such truth that you build your life on B-I-B-L-E. The Bible, the Word of God. Begin each day with the Word of God. Why? Why do you want to begin each day with the Word of God? Because it enlightens you to think about Him. It helps you realize that He will be there with you on that day. When the person doesn't read the Bible, what happens? His awareness diminishes. It becomes more and more silent. So read your Bibles in the morning. It's the word. It's the voice. It's the hand of God. His presence is known through his word. It is his word that brings me back to his awareness. 
It triggers me to think about something that I might not even be thinking about. I remember a couple weeks ago, it was an early morning, beautiful sunrise, and the Lord, I have this fire Bible. If you don't have a fire Bible, you need a fire Bible. Pastor Tom, thank me. Thank you for telling me about the fire Bible. I got one, and it's so good. And I was just going through it, and it has different explanations of the Word of God. And I was like, oh, just slipping through it. And there's this one um, category that really, like, I was like, I don't really ever get into this. Let me just read what the Bible says about it. And I read it, and I was like, oh, it's kind of interesting. Three days later, customers at the restaurant say, Christina, Christina, we have a question for you. I'm like, okay. And they asked me a question exactly about the thing I read three days earlier. He will guide you. He will guide you. Get in the word. Another evidence of you being aware of his presence in your life is that you will have joy and hope in our hearts. Think about this. We have omnipresent, all-powerful God, the person of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit living inside of me. That should give me great joy. That brings me hope. We continue to have hope when things seem so hopeless. You might be hopeless, but God is not, God is not hopeless. No child of God is hopeless. He is our hope. He is our power. He is our strength, he is our helper, and he is our everything. Let this be our prayer. God, actively and deep, deeply invite, uh, invite, involve in my life, orchestrating things and situations even right now in order to draw my heart closer to you. Being aware of his presence. No matter what your status is, whether you're rich, poor, weak, humble, famous, or, uh, or unknown, he cares about you. And he watches every detail of your life with his loving care. He knows and he understands the difficulties and the struggles. And he will give you the strength to endure it all. God's presence can fill every believer with joy and hope in any circumstance. God promises to be with you. And he is an answer to every fear, every doubt, every trouble, and every headache, and every discouragement. And that gives us great joy. We are more cautious, conscious, of good things that God sends to us. Many people receive so many blessings in their lives and give no God any credit. If you don't give God any credit, you're gonna give credit to something else. It might be luck, oh, I was lucky. Oh, look at that perfect timing. We as believers don't believe in luck. We believe in blessings. And he is orchestrating things for us. And he's making things line up to what we need it to line up to. 
He is opening the right doors at the right time. And it's not just the perfect timing. It is the Lord who's coming and saying, come this way, my child. That is his blessings. Give God the credit. James 1.17 says, every good and precious gift comes from the Father above. He's there with you and he's taking care of you. We feel continual dependence on him. When someone drive, you're driving and someone cuts you off, and it was a little bit scary, and you're like, oh, Lord. Why did, we, why did we say those words? Because we depend on him. Putting our dependence on him. We as parents need dependence on Jesus to raise our children. <laughs> We need wisdom of the Lord and we depend and we welcome him to our parenting, through our workplaces, through our situations. We welcome him and we depend on him. Isaiah 58, 8 says, the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer and he will say, here I am. Isn't that beautiful scripture? Did you know that's in the Bible? Isaiah 58, 8 says, when you call him, he will say, here I am. Are you aware of his presence? Another, another um, evidence of, of knowing Jesus' uh, presence is prayer becomes our priority. You are talking to him all the time. Sometimes it's quiet. Sometimes you need to speak loud. And it's not because he needs to hear you, but because you need to hear the promises of God. Most people think, a lot of people think that God is in heaven. And that is true. But that's only one part of it. He is with us too. And he is right here right now. And he's also very personal. Another evidence is our worship is becoming so much more real and rewarding. When you come to church on a Sunday morning, when you worship, be here for worship when we start to begin to sing those songs. It's not the time to finish up the conversations. You say, worship started. I got to be in there. I got to be in the sanctuary because it's Worshiping the presence of our God. When we sing these songs, everything wants to fly out of us. Why? Because we want to worship him in spirit and in truth. And then we want to walk in obedience to God as a way of life. It is possible to live a life without sin. Did you hear that? It is possible to live a life without sin. Sin is a choice. When we live in the presence of God, love, joy, kindness, and peace, then why would we want to disobey him? What does disobedience gain you? At first, it might look appealing and nice, but the more you look at it, the more it becomes rotten because it doesn't fit you anymore. You are a child of God. Holy presence lives within your life. You become less tolerant of the sin. It doesn't fit you. 
But in the morning when you wake up, things like, oh, I'm a sinner saved by grace. Don't speak like that. It causes you to program to sin against God. You got to speak, say, no, I am the righteousness of God. I am made in his image. I do have the mind of Christ. No longer do I live, but the Christ who lives in me. And you begin to program yourself for good, for the promises of God, walking in his strength and walking in his power. It's a decision that you make. The more you are aware of his presence, the more you want to be tempted by sin. One final one is we grow stronger in personal relationship with Jesus. The more you love, the more aware you are. We grow in strong and personal relationship with Jesus. Our sensitivity to him grows and the joyful relationship with our Father. Jesus changes our viewpoint because we begin to see everything in the light of his presence. Trust in Jesus as your savior and give your life to a godly life. It brings good things to you. And if you haven't made a decision to follow Jesus, today is your day. If you haven't recommitted your life, recommit your life to the Lord. Today is your day. Today is the day of salvation. What an awesome God we have. Just imagine that when you go home Monday through Sunday, just think about this. I have this friend with me 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. He is with me. And he's not distracted by other things that might be going on in this world. He is focused on me. What a friend we have. Closer than a brother. And next time when that question comes up, where is God? <laughs> the answer will come back and say, I am where you are. I am here. I am right next to you. I am close to you because we live, we move, and we have our being in him. The presence of Jesus will change everything. Are you aware of his presence? Be aware. Have your antennas up. He's ready to speak to you at any moment because you are his daughter and you are his son, and he loves you. In Jesus' name. Let's pray, church. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for your beautiful promise that you are with us, and that we are not left as orphans. <laughs> you poured out your spirit, and your Holy Spirit is with us. And whatever we might be facing, we are facing it with you, Jesus. And you will guide us and you will direct us to the promises. And you orchestrate things for us right now, even as we speak, Lord. And we thank you for that. 
We love you, Lord, and we worship the precious name of Jesus. We pray that this week's message has been practical, encouraging, and challenging. Let us know if you made a first-time commitment or recommitment to following Christ. Visit peopleschurch.com and click Connect to share your decision with us. There is great value in being a part of a Christ-centered, Bible-teaching faith community. If you are looking for a church home, Pastor Tom Murray invites you to People's Church in Salem. Sunday morning and evening worship services, group Bible studies, relevant engaging activities for kids and youth in safe, secure environments. Watch messages anytime or plan your visit at peopleschurch.com.